Santa 
Yes, we see many more coming to the knowledge of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Six billion souls. Coming to the knowledge of the truth. Yes, hallelujah. Transforming lives. Hallelujah. We're celebrating to God. Transform life. Six billion. Yes, oh God. Hallelujah. As we are raptured, oh God, we are going together with six billion souls. Six billion souls. Kato Genevala. Dega Satakaya. Lego Son de Kina Brado. Franca Dezu Nanta Calabrahati. O Shanamande Kina Granda Kabaya. O Laban Satakabaya. From the nations of the world. Lika Son de Cobrana. Thank you, Father. Six billion souls, six billion souls with us at the rapture. Six billion souls, six billion souls, oh God, fully equipped with the knowledge of the truth of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, blessed be God, blessed be God. Yes, we worship your name God we praise you God for your name is worthy to be praised and exalted hallelujah all over the world they acknowledge your name oh God they acknowledge your truth hallelujah they acknowledge the gospel they Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. For Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <coughs> Praise God forevermore. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. You are welcome to be inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Damarak, for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in a time of prayer and intercession for the nations of the world. Praise God. Right now, we're going over to the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, esteemed Amarak. Thank you very much. You have a lovely day.
Praise God. Hallelujah. Can I hear you? I just need to hear Esteem Namarak. Who is taking the. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me now? Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. Praise the Lord. Our topic of today's devotion, today's 6th of July, 2021. Be pleased about today. Hallelujah. AMPC, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. And it is indeed a source of immense profit for Godliness accompanied with contentment. That's contentment that is a sense of inward sufficiency. Is great and abundant gain. Praise the Lord. It is so inspiring to know that as a child of God, you can win and have a glorious life every day. A life that you can be happy about every day. A key factor for enjoying your life is learning to enjoy the process of growth. Hmm. Learning to recognize and be satisfied with your present accomplishments as you aspire to greater heights. Praise the Lord. I was watching something yesterday and the man was talking about the life and times of the sportsman Usain Boats. And how, you know, he started running the 60 meter, that's a half, um, half um, 100 meters um, dash, then indoor. And how he would run at a time that wasn't inspiring. He was at it, he kept at it, he kept at it. Until one day, he broke that 60 meters record. And then he decided to go for the 100 meters. Pastor is saying here to us, he says, there's a process of growth, learning to recognize and be satisfied with your present accomplishments. One of the things I made up my mind never to do in life is to look at the look over the fence to see what my neighbor is accomplishing or what they are, um, what profit they are making. I made up my mind to always stay on God and ensure that at all times that which God has given to me I always appreciate looking forward to greater things, praise the Lord some people are never satisfied with their lives they carry an air of sadness and discontentment discontent at all times they carry an air of sadness and discontent discontent all the time. This attitude worsens their situation. So they never really know what it means to be truly joyful. Please, can someone help me meet the, uh, the person that's not meeting? Please. Thank you. So they never know what it means to be truly joyful. True joy is in fulfilling your God given purpose. 
being in God's place at God's time for God's purpose in God's way. Kai. You know, it's so important. You're in God's place at God's time in God's... Many people want to run faster than God. You can imagine God didn't take Moses through the process. Through being patient, tending sheep in the backside of the desert. How could he have tended to God's people that were so stubborn if he had not tended to those sheep and goats that would have, that would have given him some tough time? If God hadn't taken the children of Israel through the wilderness, if they had just appeared in the promised land, who knows what would have happened in their sin war, like what they see today. The Israelites are resilient. It doesn't matter what you throw at them. They are always strong enough to overcome. We're talking about less than 10 million people being faced with hostile nations. About nine of them surrounding them. Iran, Iraq, Syria, all of them surround Israel. Yet, in the six days of um, the war they fought, they came out victorious because they've been cooked. Praise the Lord. Nothing can be more fulfilling than that, Pastor says. So forget the missteps of yesterday. Don't be bothered about tomorrow. Enjoy today. <laughs> Do you remember something Pastor said on Sunday? <laughs> it's a month of feasting. Praise the Lord. He said, enjoy today. The regrets of yesterday and the apprehension about tomorrow are enemies of today's happiness. True. You're thinking about tomorrow. No wonder the Bible says, take no thoughts of what you will eat, what you will drink, of what you will put on, where you will stay. Don't take no thought of that for tomorrow. Because your father knows you need this and he has supplied. Hallelujah. If you aren't satisfied about today, tomorrow's dream will never, they may never materialize. Be satisfied about today. Being satisfied about today doesn't mean shoving your dreams of a greater tomorrow. It just underscores your hopefulness, preparation, anticipation, and excitement for a more rewarding future. Hallelujah. You know, I heard a story about a woman who's, um, who wanted to prepare food. So she was in the kitchen. She brought out chicken, fresh chicken. And she was about to prepare it. The daughter was crying, Mommy, give me, give me, give me. She couldn't. As a good mother that she is, she can't give her fresh. That hasn't been cooked. The child was crying, crying, crying. The mother didn't look at her. She cooked the chicken, removed the bones from it. It. By the time this child was crying, at the point, the child didn't know children. The child just slept off. When the mother was done cooking, she woke this child up. And the child had a great meal. And didn't even remember the tears of a few hours ago. The same way with you. No matter what it is, no matter what the situation, no matter what the challenges are, be excited about today. And I want to, one thing I know for sure, that's been an experience of almost everybody, is the enjoyment of today. You don't even remember the, 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 the pain, the bitterness of yesterday. You don't even remember what you go through. The funny thing is, when you remember it, it's a thing of joy. You laugh about it. You know, I remember some friends that they gathered and they were thinking about, you know, the past, what happened, how, you know, things 
happened. I went to a boarding school, okay? So when we gather, when we have an old student association meeting or something like that, remember our just one days, our just two, our just three. How seniors will beat us, you know, and all that. They will send us errands without giving us money, and you just have to go and do it and return. And all those things are things that when we gather, we laugh about it, but then it wasn't a funny, it wasn't something funny. So, so many people wanted to change schools. Some people are not coming back next time and all that. We pulled through. And funny thing is when you go to SS3, you did the same thing to juniors. Like it was what we called school life then, even though it's a horrible school life, but it was school life. And when we go to SS3, all the pains of junior days when you fetch water, wash clothes, iron for seniors and all that, you never remember them. So the enjoyment of today, you forget the past and move on. Enjoy today, Pastor says. Enjoy today. Make sure you enjoy today. Do your best to ensure that today, this day, is enjoyed. You can take out time, give yourself a treat. Go there, go to one of the eateries, buy, in fact, you can go um, buy a bottle of wine, get home, open it, pour it out and drink. Enjoy yourself, enjoy your life. No, see, if you don't celebrate yourself, chances are that no one will celebrate you. If, you, if you're not happy with yourself, chances are that no one will be happy with you. Love yourself. Enjoy your life. Be happy in God. God has given you one life, and that life must be enjoyed. It must be enjoyed to the full. Happiness, do it good like medicine. A merry heart, the Bible says, do it good like medicine. There are some things that many take drugs for, that if only they had been happy, if only they had a happy spirit, they would not find themselves in that position where they would take drugs for it. That's why you see some people, you hear stories of, you know, some people that get to a certain age that they, in fact, you see 60-something, 70-something years old men watching cartoon, watching, um, going to shows, all these um, shows, all these um, comedy shows, just so that they can laugh because they've not been laughing. But we have the same spirit of faith. We can wake up and say, ha, 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 ha. You just find yourself laughing in the spirit. Because our laughter comes from the spirit. So I want to admonish every one of us. Today, more than ever before, enjoy your life. Be happy with yourself. Let happiness radiate through you. Laugh. Laugh. You know, there, there are some people in this group that once they start talking, you just start laughing. You know, like um, the esteemed Sister Joy. Once she's just taking any of her sessions, or when she's just talking, she radiates laughter. She radiates joy. Be like her. Radiate joy. Thank you so much, everyone. At this point, I'll hand over to Sister Joy to take us through the prayer and the further studies. Thank you, everybody. Have a most excellent day.
Just a joy. Oh, I don't think she's here. Wow. Okay. Um, let me take us through the prayer and the further study. Praise the Lord. Oh. The further study. Okay. For our further study, we'll be taking Matthew chapter chapter 6, verse 25 to 26. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thoughts for your life, that which what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is it not is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands. Yet your father feedeth them. Are ye not better than they? Are you not better than they? Are you not better than the fowls in the air? Praise the Lord. Philippians chapter 12, chapter 4, verse 12 to 13. I know both how to be abased and I know how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Right now, we're taking a prayer together. Um, you kindly don't want me to mic. Just repeat after me as we take the prayers. Dear Father, I thank you for being my joy and fulfillment. I delight in who I am and all you have accomplished in and through me in Christ Jesus. I live victoriously today, conscious and thankful that you perfect all that concerns me Thus, I continually maintain a joyful spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, everyone. At this point, I will hand over to the esteemed Baradose to take us through the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you so much, esteemed brother Martins. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on the part of the world you are connecting from. Welcome to today, today's Inspired by the World Time of Devotion. Thank you so much, Mr. Marka, for this amazing platform. Congratulations to everyone who has been consistent with the daily one-year Bible reading plan. And today we're reading the book of Acts chapter 8, 18 from verse 1 to 23. We've been reading the message translation. It's been a very interesting read. Praise God. So we we're going together with Paul and Silas on their journey, on their missionary journey. So we're going into the city of Corinth today. Verse one, after Athens, Paul went to Corinth 
that is where he discovered Aquila, a Jew born in Pontus, and his wife, Priscilla. They had just arrived from Italy, part of the general expulsion of Jews from Rome ordered by Cladus. Paul moved in with them and they walked together at their common trade of tent making. But every Sabbath, he was at the meeting place doing his best to convince both Jews and Greeks about Jesus. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was able to give all his time to preaching and teaching, doing everything he could to persuade the Jews that Jesus was in fact God's Messiah. But no such luck. All they did was argue contentiously and contradict him at every turn. Totally exasperated, Paul had finally had it with them and gave it up as a bad job. Have it your way then, he said. You have made your bed, now lie in it. From now on, I'm spending my time with the other nations. He walked out and went to the home of Titus Justus, a God-fearing man who lived right next to the Jews' meeting place. But Paul's efforts with the Jews weren't a total loss for Scripos. The meeting place president put his trust in the master. And the master. His entire family believed with him. In the course of listening to Paul, a great many Corinthians believed and were baptized. One night, the master spoke to Paul in a dream. I think there's some interference. Let me just confirm. Praise God. Verse 8. In the course of listening to Paul, a great many Corinthians believed and were baptized. One night, the master spoke to Paul in a dream. Keep it up and don't let anyone intimidate or silence you. No matter what happens, I'm with you and no one is going to be able to hurt you. You have no idea how many people I have on my side in this city. That was all he needed to stick it out. He stayed another year and a half, faithfully teaching the word of God to the Corinthians. Wow, this was what this was a major reassurance Paul got from the master. Verse 12. But when Galilo was governor of Acacia province, the Jews got up a campaign against Paul, hauled him into court, and filed charges. This man is seducing people into acts of worship that are illegal. Just as Paul was about to defend himself, Galileo interrupted and said to the Jews, if this was a matter of criminal conduct, I will gladly hear you out. But it sounds to me like one more Jewish squabble, another of your endless hair-splitting quarrels over religion. Take care of it on your own time. I can't be bothered with this nonsense. And he cleared them out of the courtroom. Now the street rabble turned on so sentence the new meeting place president and beat him up in plain sight of the court. Galilo didn't raise a finger. He could not have cared less. Ephesus. Paul stayed a while longer in Corinth, but then it was time to take leave of his friends, saying his goodbyes. He sailed for Syria, Priscilla and Aquilia with him. 
before boarding the ship in the harbor town of St. Chetna, he, he had his head shaved as part of a vow he had taken. They landed in Ephesus, where Priscilla and Aquila got off and stayed. Paul left the ship briefly to go to the meeting place and preach to the Jews once again. They wanted him to stay longer, but he said he couldn't. But after saying goodbye, he promised, I'll be back, God willing. From Ephesus, he sailed to Caesarea. He greeted the church there and then went on to Antioch, completing the journey. After spending a considerable time with the Antioch Christians, Paul set off again for Galatia, Galatia and Pergia, retracing his old tracks, one town after another, putting fresh hearts into the disciples. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word in our hearts. You can see how Paul is so tirelessly going from city to city, location to location, in order to spread this gospel to as many as possible. And so in our daily activities, we also relentlessly reach out to as many people as possible and let them know of this good news of salvation. Right now, I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament one-year Bible reading plan. God bless you all, and have a relentless soul-winning day today. Thank you very much, Brother Zia. Thank you. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Old Testament segments of our one-year Bible plan. And um, we are continuing with the book of Job. For those that are just joining us for the first time, we are re reading this year the message translation for our, our one-year Bible reading plan. Praise the Lord. And it's been an interesting read so far. I'd like to say a big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this opportunity. So, Job 9. Job continues with his lamentation, the caption. How can mere mortals get right with God? Job continued by saying, What's new? So, what's new? I know all this. The question is, How can mere mortals get right with God? If we wanted to bring our case before him, what chance would we have? Not one in a thousand. God's wisdom is so deep. God's power so immense. Who could take him on and come out in one piece? He moves mountains before they know what's happened. Flips them on their heads on a stream. He gives the earth a good shaking. A good shaking up. Rock sits down to its very foundations. He tells the sun, don't shine. And it doesn't. He pulls the blinds on the stars all by himself. He stretches out the heavens and strides on the waves of the sea. He designed the big deeper, an Orion. The Pleiades, an Alpha Centauri, who will never comprehend all the great things he does. His miracle surprises can't be counted. Somehow, though he moves right in front of me, I don't see him. Quietly, but surely he's acting and I miss it. If he steals you blind, who can stop him? Who's going to say, hey, what are you doing? God doesn't hold back on his anger. Even dragon-bred monsters cringe before him. So how could I ever argue with him? Construct a defense that would influence God. Even though I'm innocent, I could never prove it. 
can only throw myself on the judge's mercy. If I, if I called on God and he himself answered me, then and only then would I believe that he heard me. As it is, he knocks me from pillar to post, beating me up black and blue for no good reason. He won't even let me catch my breath. Piles, bitterness upon bitterness. If it's a question of who is stronger, he wins hands down. If it's a question of justice, who will serve him the subpoena? Even though innocence, anything I say incriminates me, blameless as I am, my defense just makes me sound worse. <laughs> oh dear. I can imagine God just looking at Job, saying all these things, and he's wondering, ah, is this me? <laughs> a caption. If God's not responsible, who is? Verse 21. Believe me, I'm blameless. I don't understand what's going on. I hate my life since either way it ends up the same. I can only conclude that God destroys the good right along with the bad. When calamity hits and brings sudden death, he folds his arms aloof from the despair of the innocent. He lets the wicked take over running the world. He installs judges who can't tell right from wrong. If he's not responsible, who is? And time is short. That's left of my life. Raises off too fast for me to even glimpse the good. My life is going fast like a ship on that full sail. Like an eagle plummeting to its prey. Even if I say I'll put all this behind me, I'll look on the bright side and force a smile. All these troubles would still be like grit in my guts. Since it's clear you're not going to let up, the verdict has already been handed down. Guilty. So what's the use of protests or appeals? Even if I scrub myself all over and wash myself with the strongest soup I can find, it wouldn't last. It would push me into a pig pen or worse. So nobody could stand me for this thing. God and I are not equals. I can't bring him, I can't bring a case against him. We will never enter a courtroom in spares. How I wish we had an arbitrator to step in and let me get on with my with life, to break God's death grip on me, to free me from this terror so I could breathe again. And I'll speak up and state my case boldly. As things stand, there is no way I can do it. <clears throat> hmm. There are some people that still act like this today when they go through challenges. They're like, God, why me? Why did you have to allow this to happen to me? You know, putting on the blame of God and all that. Well, let's continue. Job 10. The caption, to find some skeleton in my closet. I can't find my, I can't stand my life. I hate it. I'm putting it all out on the table. All the bitterness of my life. I'm holding back nothing. Job prayed. Here's what I want to see. Don't God bring, don't God. Bring in a verdict of guilty without letting me know the charges you're bringing. How does this fit into what you once called good? Giving me a hard time, spawning me, a life you shaped by your very own hands, and then blessing the plots of the wicked. You don't look at things the way we mortals do. You're not taken by in by appearances, are you? Unlike us, you're not walking against the deadline. You have all eternity to work things out. So what's this all about anyway? This compulsion to dig, dig up some dirt, to find some skeleton in my closet. You know good and well, I'm not guilty. You also know no one can, can help. You made me like a handcrafted piece of 
poetry. And now are you going to smash me to pieces? Don't you remember how beautifully you walked my clay? Will you reduce me now to a mud pie? Oh, that marvel of conception. As you stared together, semen and ovum. What a miracle of skin and bone. Muzzle and brain, you gave me life itself. An incredible love. You watched and guarded every breath I took. But you never told me about this part. I should have known that there, is, there was more to it. But if I so much as missed a step, you would notice and pounce. Wouldn't let me get by with a thing. If I'm truly guilty, I'm doomed. But, I'm, but if I'm innocent, it is no better. I'm still doomed. My belly is full of bitterness. I'm up to my ears in a swamp of affliction. I try to make the best of it, try to breathe it out, but you're too much for me. Relentless, like a lion on the prowl. You line up fresh witnesses against me. You compound your anger and pile on the grief and pain. So why did you have me born? I wish no one had ever laid eyes on me. I wish I had never lived a stillborn, buried without ever having breathed or breathed. <laughs> Isn't it time to call it peace on my life? Can't you let me up? Can't you let up and let me smile just once before I die and I'm buried before I'm nailed into my coffin, sealed in the ground and banished for good to the land of the dead, blind in the fire now, dark? Mm. <clears throat> you would notice one thing, even as Joe was lamenting, he never cursed God. He never for once cost God. The, the caption. Now Zophar's counsel. How wisdom looks from the inside. Now it was the turn of Zophar from Nam. What a flood of words. Shouldn't we put a stop to it? Should this kind of loose talk be permitted? Job, do you think you can carry on like this and will say nothing? I will let you rail and mock and not step in. You claim my doctrine is sound and my conduct impeccable. How I wish God would give you a piece of his mind. Tell you what's what. I wish he'd show you how wisdom looks from the inside. For true wisdom is mostly inside. But you can be sure of this. You haven't gotten half of what you deserve. Do you think you can explain the mystery of God? <laughs> Do you think you can diagram God Almighty? God is far higher than you can imagine far deeper than you can comprehend, stretching farther than Earth's horizons, far wider than the endless ocean. If he happens along, throws you in jail, then hauls you into court, can you do anything about it? He sees through vain pretensions. Can you imagine? Spots evil a long way off. No one pulls the wool over his eyes. Hollow men, hollow women will rise up. About the same time, moves learn to talk. The caption, reach out to God. Still, if you set your heart on God and reach out to Him, if you scrub your hands of sin and refuse to entertain evil in your home, you'll be able to face the world unashamed and keep a firm grip on, on life, guiltless and fearless. You'll forget your troubles. They will be like old faded photographs. Your world will be washed in sunshine. Every shadow dispersed by dawn. Full of hope, you relax confident again. You look around, sit back, and take it easy. Expansive without a care in the world. You, you'll be hunted out by many of for your blessings. 
But the wicked will see none of this. They are headed down a dead end road with nothing to look forward to. Nothing. Please, I would like to, to, to implore each and every one of us. Let's not miss this story of Job. There's so much to learn and I believe that the Holy Ghost is, is, is going to teach us some things with this book. So every day, let's try to tune in. Thank you very much once again for listening. I hand over to Brother Martins. Roman, since we can't hear you, your audio is it's not loud enough. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me now? Better now. Okay. So let's take our formation at the count of three. One, two, three. My name is Thank you. 
the communication of my face very Daily occurs every Praise the Lord. And our text is taken from First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. Baruch Long Sheikh Takira Grabadila Hastos Gila Kavanila. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you by the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This too, in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the body of Christ, the bread of life that came down from heaven. The Bible says that a thief came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, came that we might have life and have life with the full. As we break this bread this morning, be conscious of that which you have, eternal life. Yes, we have eternal life now. We live eternal life. We enjoy eternal life. Eternal life is our present, our reality. Thank you, Lord. For we are made righteous by your word. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and break your bread and eat it. Hallelujah. After the same manner also, he took the cup 